0: Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts and together with my wife Shirea, we're going to explore all the things that make our faith what it is. From looking at the big picture of the Bible to exploring the tough questions that might be getting in the way of your relationship with God.
1: We're not going to use unnecessarily churchy language and we're not pretending that we have all the answers. And the best bit, we'll never take more than 30 minutes of your time each week. We want to keep it simple and hopefully have some fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. This week, we are talking about what can feel like scary books to us, the Old Testament prophecy books.
0: Welcome back to the Simple Faith Podcast, episode number six. Uh, Today, we are looking at the prophets and Sharia. Before we get into the prophets, can I just take a moment to talk about smart homes?
1: Yes. Yes. I know that you are very passionate about this. So you should take a moment to talk about smart homes.
0: Uh, I think this sounds like an ad, but it's not an ad. <laughs> I think everyone should invest in smart plugs. I, I've been looking at these things for a long time, as you know. Yes. And I found out that in Canada kettles take a long time to boil. I'd kind of forgotten about that while I was in Canada the first time. And when we moved back, I timed it. I actually timed it. It caused this whole Instagram uproar (laughs) where it took five and a half minutes, I think nearly to boil a kettle, which is not good enough, Canada. It's not good enough. But what I've discovered is that you can connect a smart plug to the kettle, turn the smart plug off, turn the kettle on and then set it so it turns on overnight. Isn't that incredible?
1: That is amazing.
0: And now I, I kind of went on a bit of a smart plug spree because that's part of the kind of isolation thing, isn't it? And um, well, we now have smart plugs on every lamp in the house and set on timers and <laughs> uh, connected to the TV. We've got this um, or the Kindle Fire Stick TV thingy. And I'm just loving that, rare. I yes. just want to... I to tell you that um, I do
1: know that you love it, and it, it is great. I have to confess that I don't share quite the same level of interest, but it is nice. I do like I, it. <laughs> I just
0: want—I just want our listeners to know what a wonderful thing that is. And if—if if, <laughs> we—if we ever get sponsored by anyone, which I highly <laughs> doubt, I—I I, I hope it's from a a smart home company or someone who makes commentaries either one of those things I'll be really happy with. <laughs> um, I just felt like that was an important thing to mention. Uh, but we should talk really about prophets. Yes. <laughs> I'm just in case you haven't noticed, I'm stalling a little bit because prophets <laughs> are scary. This is the the most scary section of the Bible for me. Um, Sheree, I don't know about you. but oh
1: yeah. yeah, they're prophet reading through the prophets, like oh man it's tough
0: listen if you ever want to sound like you have an incredible biblical knowledge to me walk up to me and just casually quote somewhere from the prophets and <laughs> I will instantly respect you because it's a huge source of fear for me even now on the other end of my studies and as someone who works in full-time ministry the prophetic books scare the living daylights out of me so with that said
1: Let's get started.
0: Let's dive into them. (laughs) So I was exaggerating a little bit there, but I do find the prophets the hardest books in the Bible to to read. They, They intimidate me. And for many of my friends, I know that's the same thing. When I went to Bible school, one of the sole motivating factors about going to Bible school was to understand the prophetic books. And I still feel like I'm about 5% of the way there if I'm lucky. Martin Luther, one of the great reformers, says this, they, talking about the prophets, have a queer way of talking, like people who, instead of proceeding in an orderly manner, ramble off from one thing to the next so that you cannot make head or tail of them or see what they're getting at. Now that brings me comfort because... He was someone who understood his Bible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was helpful to me. And in terms of structure, we've looked at uh, the Torah, we've looked at the Old Testament historical books, and we looked at last week at the poetical books. I read a quote that said this, the poetical books belong to the golden age of the nation, but the prophetical books, the prophets, belong to the dark ages of God's chosen people. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but how are they structured, Sherea?
1: the prophets are split into two sections. So you have the major prophets and the minor prophets. So the books that belong into the major prophets would be Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, which is closely connected to Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And then the minor prophets are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Um.
0: (laughs) I don't know either. Sometimes (laughs) I like to say, hey guy, because that sounds very uh, Canadian. Hey guy.
1: Anyways, okay. So those are the major and minor prophets. And you might be wondering why are they split into those sections? And it's not because the minor prophets are less important. Um, The minor prophets are just generally shorter than the major prophets.
0: Yeah, that's right. So the major prophets are that, like you say, because they're longer. Um, the minor prophets are called the minor prophets because they're the short ones. And it's also important to note that the prophets weren't just confined to those prophetic books. Well, these, are, these are the ones who specifically wrote. So, for example, Enoch was in the book of Jude. Uh, Samuel is talked about as a prophet in the book of Acts, I and mean, obviously in First and Second Samuel. Moses and Miriam are described as prophets in the book of Exodus. In fact, Moses is described sometimes as one of the greatest prophets. Uh, Deborah in Judges and Elijah and Elisha in Kings, who I realized we didn't really touch on those when we were talking through the Old Testament historical books. So that's bad. We didn't do that justice, but they are uh, amazing. You should read about those. The question is, what is a prophet?
1: That is a good question. A prophet was someone who received a call from God to be God's spokesperson. Often they were connected with some kind of crisis that was about to occur, and then they would announce God's message of judgment or deliverance to Israel and the nation.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, Interestingly, prophets didn't really come when things were going really well with the nation of Israel. Normally they came when things were going badly. So, okay, so in summary, we've got the major prophets and the minor prophets. And a prophet is an individual who received a call from God to be God's mouthpiece or spokesperson, uh, usually during bad times. Now, it's helpful to understand when the prophets are speaking, which is one of the reasons we've gone through this this short series, the, the big picture of scripture, the big picture of the Bible. We've done this because understanding the history helps us to understand the prophets and what they're saying. So the prophets speak during three key periods, before the exile, so to Israel, Nineveh, Edom, and Judah, but, but mainly think before the exile, during the Babylonian exile, so to the Jews who were in Babylon, and after the exile, so during that period of Ezra and Nehemiah to the, the remnant after they'd returned. So knowing the, the period a prophet is speaking in is really important, as well as their intended audience, uh, as it can really impact the way you read the book. So I just want to talk about in the time that we have left in this section, the history of Israel once again, because it really impacts how we understand the prophets. So in Genesis 1 to 11, we've talked about this before, we've got the rise of nations, and that includes creation, the fall, Noah, um, the Tower of Babel. In Genesis 12 to 50, we've got uh, a focus in on the line of Abraham. So we've got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. And then we have the the book of Exodus, which focuses on the people of God being in slavery, but Moses leading them from slavery uh, with uh, God's direction. And as they wander in the wilderness after their freedom, God leads Moses up Mount Sinai and gives him the law and uh, tells people that if they go God's way, they'll receive blessing and hope. But if they choose instead to go their own way, to go a way that isn't uh, what God has intended for them, they're going to find themselves with uh, challenge, with curses. And so... That Joshua then leads the people into the promised land, uh, the, the successor of Moses. Uh, Joshua leads the people into the promised land. They conquer Canaan, it, which becomes Israel. And for that time, there's a period of judges where everyone does what is right in their own eyes. Then there's a period of kings. So there's Saul, who's a bad king. David, who's a good king, who, by the way, we didn't talk about the Davidic covenant. We'll get to that in just a second. And then there's uh, Solomon, who's, you know, he's okay. And then there's a civil war. Then there's the Northern Kingdom gets uh, wiped out by the Assyrians. And then a little while later, the Southern Kingdom, Judah, gets taken into captivity by uh, the Babylonians. And then there's Ezra and Nehemiah. So So the prophets are speaking mainly, predominantly after that civil war. That's when things really start to go downhill. Now, there's a number of covenants that we need to keep in mind. The covenants, if you remember from the previous episodes, are basically contracts, like really important contracts. So there was one with Noah that said, well, actually, I'm never going to send a flood again. I promise that was from God. There was one with Abraham saying that uh, he was going to make uh, the nations come from the offspring of Abraham. And then there was a covenant with Moses, the Mosaic covenant, which was the law. And then there was a really important one that we forgot in the Old Testament historical books as we blasted through. And that was the Davidic covenant, which basically said uh, that the Messiah, the Savior, would come from the line of David. So as we get to the prophets, That history is really helpful to understand. As we said before, we can then understand that the prophets are speaking before that exile, before the Babylonians take the southern kingdom and before the Assyrians wipe out the northern kingdom. During that exile, that period where the southern kingdom has been taken over by Babylon, and then after the exile where Ezra and Nehemiah are rebuilding the city, Uh, rebuilding Jerusalem, expecting the Messiah to come. And it's worth mentioning as well that we talked about Hebrew poetry last week and uh, how it's structured and how it's that kind of idea of rhyming of ideas rather than rhyming of words and how we were going to look for things like parallelism and chiasms and acrostics. And do listen to those episodes because those form a really good Primer for going into the profits. So, with all of that stuff in mind, that really helps us to approach the profits. And in the next section, we'll dig a little deeper. (laughs) Our contemporary culture often in fact, almost purely thinks of prophecy as telling the future, uh, like a uh, something guaranteed in the future that's yet to come. Think of Neo in The Matrix, who's the one, uh, who obviously turns out to be the one, the chosen one. And, and then they make three other, or well, two other inexplicable movies, and they're making another one randomly, The Matrix 4. I don't know why I'm telling you that. But then there's Star Wars as well. You have uh, in the the prequel trilogies, you have this prophecy that someone would come who would bring balance to the force. Uh, We're watching Star Wars Rebels at the moment, so I'm all up about Star Wars. But they're talking about someone who would bring balance to the force. There's prophecies all over movies, and you'd be hard-pressed not to find one. The thing is, there's a lot more to prophecy than telling the future, isn't there, Shere?
1: Yeah, and I think another with another thing with the foretelling is that we as Christians, we often get caught up with the messianic prophecies. So that's the ones in the prophets that talk about a coming savior. So for example, Isaiah 9, where it says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And also in... Isaiah 53, which talks about a suffering servant. And we know that those are talking about Jesus, which is amazing. And these are incredible passages to be able to read in the Old Testament. But it's also important to understand that the Messianic prophecies only cover about 2% of the prophetic books.
0: Yeah, of Old Testament prophecy in general, in fact. Yeah, so the, the Messianic prophecies are a very small part of the prophetic books. Uh, there are actually two primary natures of prophecy. So there's foretelling, which we've just kind of talked about, the ones that tell of the future. generally foretelling consists of the following the, the coming attacks on and the captivity of the people of God this is this is the main nature of the prophecies from this period. The coming of the Messiah, which as we said, takes a, a small amount of Old Testament prophecy, the restoration of the chosen people to their own land under, the coming of the Messiah, and the reign of the Messiah over the whole earth. So that's foretelling, talking about the future, and then forthtelling, which is proclaiming the teachings of God. And actually, this is about two-thirds of the written prophets. So it's, rather than telling the future, although that is important, that takes up about a third of the Old Testament prophets, Two-thirds of the Bible, of the Old Testament prophets, I should say, are forth-telling, so proclaiming the teaching of God and encouraging people to turn back to the way that God is calling them to. Uh, The Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology, that's an epic-sounding book, it says this, Therefore, to speak prophetically was to speak boldly against every form of moral, political, economic and religious disenfranchisement observed in a culture that was intent on building its pyramid of values in other words to speak prophetically was to help people to keep their eyes on god like we talked about in the Torah episode to go god's way and not their own way because god's way would lead as we said earlier to blessing and hope whereas going their own way would lead to suffering and curses and that's why it's helpful to understand the Torah well, understand the laws that God gave God's people uh, with, uh, through Moses. So the prophet's main duty was to deal with the moral and the religious life of his own people during his day. It's worth noting that all the prophetic writings are criticising the bad conditions that the people were living in at the time. And they talk a lot about things like social justice. So the book of Isaiah, or Isaiah, uh, Amos and Micah are talking so much about social justice. Things that actually we should be uh, acutely aware of today as Christians. Uh, looking after the widow, the orphan, the, the, the needy, the hungry. And it talks about the idolatry in the nation, basically people who are worshipping things other than God. We're going to have a whole episode dedicated to this at some point. But that's an issue in our own lives today, Uh, worshipping things other than God, worshipping money or sex or power you know, wanting to go our own way instead of God's way. And that's what the prophet, prophetical books were all about. Uh, in the major prophets with Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and Jeremiah, uh, and in the minor prophets, it's ultimately calling people to go back to the teachings of God. And there's something really special that happens in Jeremiah 31, or 31 where he prophesies, He predicts, he declares that one day there will be a new covenant. So where there'd been a covenant with Noah and Abraham and Moses and David, there would be a new covenant that would come. And that the law would be written on people's hearts. That time was coming under the Messiah and people could look forward with anticipation toward that. And that is what the prophetical books finish with is hope. a messiah was coming that despite the challenges of being pulled away into exile and kind of dragging themselves back to rebuild jerusalem and things not looking the same the hope that one day a messiah would come a savior would come who would make a way and bring them freedom and hope and help them to live lives according to the law that they were struggling so much with And that's what the prophets are about. (laughs) So we are coming towards the end of our series called The Bible's Big Picture. Some of you might be glad to hear that. You might be a bit tired of going through the Bible. Some of you might be sad that we haven't done enough work to dig into the Bible. Now, we have a lot of episodes planned and we're going to dig much more into this stuff. If you have uh, any interest in learning more about the prophets than we're able to cover today, because let's be real, we couldn't cover very much in the time that we have. We barely scratched the surface. You can head over to simplefaithpodcast.com and... Find out more there. And if you have any questions, you, you can reach out to us. You can uh, comment on our Facebook page or our Instagram uh, page. Send us messages. Email us at simplefaithpodcast at gmail.com. Connect with us personally on social media. The options are limit- limited. <laughs> the, the, limit limitless? The options are limitless. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where are we at? Let's just recap what we looked at today. So the prophets were uh, individuals who received a call from God to be God's spokesperson, and they were often connected with a crisis, usually uh, before the exile, during the Babylonian exile, and after the exile. Uh, Generally, those were considered the written prophets, uh, split into major prophets, which were the longer ones, and minor prophets, which were the shorter ones. Uh, And then there were, of course, other prophets throughout the Bible, but we're, we're talking about the written prophets. And prophecy can be foretelling, in other words, predicting the future with 100% accuracy, or foretelling, which is what two-thirds of the Bible was about, which was proclaiming the teachings of God and encouraging people to get back to going God's way and not their own way. So that's what the the prophets are about in a nutshell. Shreya, is it time for a game?
1: It is time for a game. And today's game is... Basically, a quiz on the Old Testament prophets, and let me tell you, it is hard to find a fun quiz <laughs> about the prophets. Believe it or not, <laughs> something about them is a bit doom and gloom. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Right. Well, let's see how this goes. We're both taking part in this. Is that- yeah.
1: Yeah. So I found a quiz, and um, we can. Meet, it doesn't show you the answer until you click on what you decide is going to be your answer. Great. Um, and then it shows you. So.
0: So if you're playing at home. Why not pause this and write your answers down? Or you know what, save the mer- the, the answers in your head because you've probably got good enough memory to do that for yeah. one question at a time.
1: Good luck to us all because <laughs> they are obscure questions. Anyways, okay, so let's begin.
0: Maybe, hang on, maybe play the, the version of the UK blessing over you all <laughs> at this moment. Feel the blessing before <laughs> you get going.
1: Okay. Question number one. Which prophet provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, including the virgin birth? Pro- oh my goodness, this is so long. Proclamation of the... Isaiah. <laughs> Proclamation of the good news and sacrificial death. I feel like they could have made that a bit shorter. I don't know. Isaiah. You didn't hear your options yet. Isaiah. <laughs> okay, is it Hosea, Jonah, Jeremiah... Or Isaiah.
0: Isaiah. Isaiah.
1: <laughs> okay. Dave guesses Isaiah. I would guess Isaiah too. So let's see. It's Isaiah. Great. Woo! We said we
0: keep this under 30 minutes. So let's go, go, go.
1: <laughs> okay. Question two. Oh, this one's just as long. I'm going to do the one after that. <laughs> okay. Um, to whom did God say, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Oh, Is it Ezekiel? Zephaniah, Daniel, or Joel? Oh my uh, goodness.
0: This is where you find out that I, I really struggle with
1: the um, prophets. I'm going to guess Ezekiel.
0: I I, just, I think it's it again. What's the question?
1: Um, to whom did God say, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel? Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. I mean, he could have said this to I any think it of was Ezekiel <laughs> too. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, it yes. was. I had Oof. no I I didn't actually know that one. I
0: thought it might have been Daniel.
1: Okay. This one's a little bit easier. Who is the prophet that anointed the first king of Israel? Let's give everybody a chance to think yeah. about it.
0: It's not a written prophet, everyone.
1: Is it Deborah, Gideon, Jephthah, or Samuel?
0: I think it's Samuel.
1: I think it is too. Okay. Check. Okay. It is Samuel. This is going well so far. Okay, let's Oof. um do this one who predicted a famine not of food or water but of hearing the words of the Lord (laughs) was it (laughs) I told you they're obscure Elijah Haggai Amos or John the Baptist John the Baptist is in the New Testament but
0: uh say the question again okay
1: who (laughs) predicted a famine not of food or water but of hearing the words of the Lord I'm gonna. What guess... are the options? Sorry. Oh, Elijah, Haggai, Amos, or John the Baptist.
0: I'm gonna go with Amos.
1: I'm gonna go with Haggai. Okay. Just. To switch it, up. it was Amos. Good job. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay. Let's do the last question. Okay. Who was aged, devoted to prayer and fasting? And prophesied about Jesus at the temple of Jerusalem. Ooh, okay, so is it Sapphira, Anna, Azariah? We didn't talk about any of these people, or Priscilla. Is this the New Testament? Uh, yeah. Okay, should I do a different question?
0: It's okay. I mean, I'm gonna get it wrong, so I'm just
1: gonna switch it up, guys.
0: Say it, say it again.
1: Okay, who was aged, devoted to prayer and fasting? <laughs> and prophesied about Jesus at the temple of Jerusalem. So they're old.
0: Yeah, I think we say aged, not just aged, (laughs) like an aged fine wine.
1: Probably sounds nicer. It's a nice way to say they're old. Um, Is it Sapphira, Anna, Azariah, or Priscilla? Sorry guys, this is New Testament stuff.
0: I am gonna go with Zephira. Voxel for, oh I said it wrong. I'm
1: (laughs) gonna say Priscilla. I don't know know. who knows I don't know okay let's check oh it was Anna
0: oh there you go that's shocking that I don't know that I apologize but I only got one wrong
1: good job I I, got more than that wrong
0: I thought I would get more than that wrong it's not quite as humiliating as I thought (laughs) but it was pretty bad everyone thank you for listening we've made it past the six episode threshold Uh, if you have any questions let us know Tune in next week as we look at the New Testament. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.